Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How long gone? Uh, coming to you live from the Bat Cave here in West Hollywood. Um, I'm my, my entire body is covered in Erewhon Cactus Plant Flea Market. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm drinking my water. Uh, I just did a great workout with Roy over at his studio in West Hollywood. I'm feeling good. Um, how are you, Jason? I'm about to pour a nice Element electrolyte drink mix into my water. I'm drinking my water. Ward has a hundred. We're at one <laughs> one thousand milligrams of sodium. Let's that's, go. You, normally, that's a bad thing. Not today. Not today. So, um, Jason, I was I was checking on how how you feel. Um, just because of of last night, we had a big night out, and I I, I couldn't tell how much you were consuming, but then. During maybe the 35th minute of the 50 cent performance at the crypto.com arena, I did see you pulling um, from a bottle of Glenn Levitt. Um, so I, I just, I need to check on your kind of well being. Desperate times, you know? Um, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I wasn't really that twisted, but I, I, I had like a. I had like a 23% hangover this morning. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Not, not bad. Had yeah, a walk. We, I just finished a, a sauna, okay. which is why I'm replenishing my minerals. Okay, we're back. I, I was back. I was reading in the sauna. Okay, okay, so get, I feel good. Getting your mind right, but yeah, we had a we had a kind of a big night, a big fellas night out last night. Um, at the we went to the Palm downtown for dinner. Uh, with with friends of the show, uh, Uncle Paulie and Al Wilmot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we were able to stroll over for the Crypto.com Arena for uh, Jeremiah Buster Rhymes, Fifty Cent featuring guests. Um. And thank you to thank you to Ari and our Live Nation family for setting us up in the box. <laughs> it made it, you know, it made it a little bit of a nicer experience. I can't be I can't be with the riffraff, especially at a dusty ass hip hop show. You know what I mean? Well, I think that that was that was the reason why I may have taken a pull from the from the Glenn Levitt that was so secured. It was, you know, sometimes the the VIP can be overrun with mm-hmm. with booth bunnies. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of hood rat chicks with Alexander Wang uh, cut off shorts may. Uh, yeah, I'll stay. I'll say my abuser's name. <laughs> she, um, I mean, we'll come in and they'll drink all the shit, you know, and then go leave and move on to the next lounge, taking advantage of all these A&R people. And we had to take measures into our own hands, get a little ball. Yeah, the vibe. The keep vi- it under the seat. The vibe at a, a 50 cent uh, show in 2023 is definitely like guys. Exactly what you think it's going to be. Guys, <laughs> well, it's, it's that, but it's also like a certain level of music industry guy who really, really, really wishes he was invited to the Rock Nation brunch, but he hasn't really made the cut yet. Goes to a lot of day parties, though. Yeah, big day party, but they're, they're making money. They got a nice job at, at Warner Brothers in A&R. You know what I mean? They've signed a few things. Nothing's hit yet, but, you know, mm-hmm. the next one. You know what I mean? The next one. But the biggest takeaway, <laughs> um, the biggest takeaway from the night for me was how good 50 Cent was. It was, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't have been more impressed 
Um, and and maybe it was because Buster Rhymes was twenty one Savage level of bad. Um, but fifty came out and and just rocked us. I, I think you would agree. I would, yeah. I feel I feel bad for Busta because he was he was doing a lot of it was a lot of misplaced energy. It was a lot of anger. <laughs> You know, he just kept yeah, 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 screaming. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like I was watching like professional wrestling. It was it was like a big giant buff guy wearing a very funny, you know, like fake Gucci, fake. like two Louis. It was Louis. It fake, was fake Louis. A fake Louis like two piece romper set that two like somebody made. You know, <laughs> and it's him and Spliff Star, and you know, Spliff Star kind of looks like Ashy Larry at this point, and you know, everyone's in their you know fifty something years old. 50s 50 and he's just yell he's screaming in a crowd of cheering adoring fans you motherfuckers he kept saying motherfucker you stupid dumb he motherfuckers said, he said, think i'm fucking with you he said motherfucker and everyone's like i'm trying to have a good time guys he said motherfucker so many times i thought there was a glitch you know i thought i thought <laughs> I, I literally thought he was he was kind of glitching out but no buster rhymes and spliff star uh left a lot on the table so i think when 50 came out 50 came out he was so good. He was so professional. The energy was so high. He he looks good. Like he he matched the smile fitted. on the face. Yeah. Nobody's calling. Nobody's screaming at the <laughs> audience and be calling him a motherfucker. It's, he's just a a charismatic, charming, good-looking buff guy. Still looks amazing for his age. And he's just walking around. He's doing outfit changes. He came out kind of g'd out a little bit. Black black t-shirt and chains kind of minimal vibe he went back there was a choreographed number where his his little his like dance squad comes out and does some dancing and then he emerges in like a, a full baby blue like mm -hmm. g unit like velour jumpsuit yeah. and like a cute hat on like he was he just he did it, he did it all now he brought out some guests um which which uh, we saw uh, Nas. Hey, Buster Rhymes brought out Bia. Don't forget. That's of course. That's that's right. I, I, I apologize for that. Uh, 50 Cent brought out Nas, who I've made fun of several times. He did do his two best songs, which I feel like was kind of a win for him. Um, and then mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then YG came out wearing one of the craziest outfits I've ever seen in my life. Um, YG, you got to fire the stylist. Just start wearing clothes that you buy yourself. Like, Come like, on, bro. Dude, you're like yg you're extremely good looking and like tall like good shape he was wearing some sort of yeah. like frankenstein montclair vest and then some like very flowing almost 70s style leather pants but they were baggy it was a very yeah, confusing. It, was, it was a baggy leather pant that almost kind of felt like you know when when like a cowboy is wearing the leather chaps over the yes, jeans yes, properly yes, yes, and they just yes instead of walking normally they kind of waddle around <laughs> He was doing that on stage, you know, like screaming songs about getting pussy and stuff like that. And he's waddling these leather <laughs> trousers. Like they that. must wear 35, you know, some shit that Jacob Gallagher wouldn't even wear. It was, it was, it was so <laughs> fucked up. No. And then, and then, yeah, like a, like a, a Bloods gang catchers. Yeah, it felt like a catchers. It felt like a catchers chest protector, but a it was catchers Mont chest protector that was collab with Montclair, but it, it would, it also appears to be sort of like handmade mm -hmm. by like, you know, an FIT student or something like that. Yeah, it was it was give it was giving student project reworked vintage kind of vibes, but it was it was Montclair puffy. He got his his dick got sucked many times last night, so he's having the last laugh. But still, yeah, we yeah we we're wrong again. But so we we made it for about an hour of fifty. 
Um, he killed, and then we were like, we got to head out. It's getting late. We're, we're all tired. We're all too old to be here. And we missed Jason's kind of hero, uh, Chris Brown, a.k.a. Breezy, um, and uh, baby as well. So we missed the disgraced <laughs> section of the guests, which is kind of <laughs> off-brand for us. I feel like we should have made All right, I'll make some noise. Kevin Spacey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing out. All right, you know what I'm saying. We got the live feed. Ghislaine, say what's up to the crowd. Um, it was, but Ghislaine <laughs> zooming in. We missed. We missed that. He obviously doesn't bring out the game, who's what everybody wanted to see because they have beef. Yeah. And mercifully for us, he didn't bring out the king of dust, Detroit's own Eminem. Um, but again, he was. I was really impressed with the whole thing. It was awesome. Like I, I had a great time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Fifty knows how to put on a show. And even it, it was like it felt the vibe, which is rare to see nowadays when you go to a show and like young people, Gen Z, that type of shit, they're at a hip hop show. And unless there's like one, two, three jump, like mosh part at a, at a song, the crowd just kind of stands there like filming or doing yeah. nothing. And it, it was good to see like an old dude command the stage, have the have the showdown, the charisma even if they didn't know the songs, everyone was up on their seat, jumping, bouncing. Yeah, totally, totally. He tells you to bounce. You say, how high, 50? You say, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, and then, okay, so I, I guess I should should break down what happened to me this morning. Um, about 9.30 a.m., mm-hmm. um, I'm getting ready to go see Roy. I'm putting on my workout clothes. I look out the window, and I see a, a black G-Wagon idling outside my house. So I go get my, I go get my, my Glock, of course, because mm-hmm. um, I think I'm about to get got. And then um, I realized that it's a friendly gentleman um, wearing some nice Jacques-Marie Maj sunglasses. He said, Chris, I come in peace. Beautiful head of hair. And he comes in peace. And he's off- his offering to me is two Cactus Plant Fleet Market Erewhon smoothies with straws mm-hmm. and two two bags of the merch in my size. So I have eight pieces of, of merch. I have two smoothies. And this was this was Alec, I believe is his name, who is the son. He's like the heir to the Erewhon dynasty. And he he was like, I'm actually studying uh, the Erewhon dynasty. It was right after the Ming dynasty. Yeah. 1400s. Yeah, it's, a, it's an important time in history. So was this the same kid that dropped the stuff off in my house? Was he wearing a Homer chain or no? I didn't see a Homer chain because I would have made fun of that. But it could have been. He could have tucked the chain to approach me. You know what I mean? You don't really, you don't the really, plot shit thickens. you don't kind of, but so he was very nice and I was very, I mean, it's, it's really honestly like the expert level of troll to hand deliver this stuff to my house is something that I absolutely have to give it up for. Class act. Um, it, it's class act. It's a plus. We love Erewhon. I go every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not an exaggeration. I know. Um, but uh, I, I won't be trying the smoothie. They're in the fridge. If, if you want me to drop them off to you later, Jason, let me know. I just I have lunch plans. Yeah, bring, them, know, so. bring them by. Please drive 37 minutes over to my house <laughs> to bring me two smoothies. I would love that. That's a really no dope problem. offering. Thank you so much. But are you so are you going to rock the banana print shorts? Or are you going to rock the nut shirt? That feels like the most on brand for you. I do like the banana penis shorts. I also have banana <laughs> penis sweat pants so okay. there's two different options the sweatpants seem to be have like a hemmed bottom not an elastic cinch yes so they're not going to be long enough for me 
yeah I, I might have to give those to a shorter friend or family member so sit, sit tight on that but family member <laughs> i'm sure chris is excited <laughs> i mean who knows both the my brother and i will wear some fucked up shit no that's part of the that's part of the stewart dna it's what we love about you guys we make it work yeah but yeah i i got i i also got a, a couple bags as well it's very sweet of uh this person to come do that so yeah thanks for sorting us out we'll continue no, to um support yeah. <laughs> and make fun of your beautiful yeah. grocery store every day it's it's nothing there's been a lot of drama this morning um we don't really have time to get into it we'll get into it on sunday but you know tremaine is posting text between him and james jebby of supreme there was mm. like a can there's a Arthur, the artist Arthur Jaffa collaboration that got canceled. You know, it's this. He's he's saying that Supreme is is racist. He's mm-hmm. posting text messages, going tremendous mode. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I, I obviously don't know the ins and outs of it, but I do think that like the kind of Supreme has always been behind kind of an iron gate, and this kind of stuff would never happen. You know what I mean? There's never been mm-hmm. yeah. James. Bar- James barely does press. You know, it's it's a very it's a very buttoned up operation. That's how they have moved forward, mm-hmm. and so this feels like a big shift, kind of in 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 what can happen, and the and the fact that maybe we're all too online. You know, like like I think this. Like, I think maybe. Every everyone and obviously including myself is too online, but we can unpack it more on on, on uh, Sunday because there's going to be more that comes out. I'm sure as the week goes on, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah, more more supreme tea is spilling. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I, I think my biggest takeaway is we're we're all learning that we don't not every brand needs a face. Yes, not every brand needs a human face they, to do they, human things. No, no, absolutely not. Um, all right, so we do have a guest today, kind of one of the goats uh, behind the scenes, uh, Andrew Wyatt. Uh, you probably know his band, Mike Snow, uh, Legends. Um, mm-hmm. in, in two, they put out a great record in 2009, but he is one of the most in-demand songwriters and producers. Uh, he works with friend of the show, superstar DJ Mark Ronson a, a lot. Um, they did get a uh, Grammy for the, for the uh, Shallow yeah. from the classic Star is Born, but he's written with everyone from... Lord and Bruno Mars, Lady Gaga, and even Liam Gallagher, which I can't wait to ask about. Yeah, he did like Liam's like the last two Liam like yeah. solo albums, and and it's cool because yeah. in London, uh, Liam Gallagher releases an album that we've never listened to, and it's number one. You oh, know huge, what I mean? huge, huge! All over which the so all cool. over the world, except here, honestly. Yeah, all over, the world. and he, um, yeah, and all, he's basically responsible. Him and Mark are are responsible for the the Barbie soundtrack, which is now, you know, making as much money as the fucking movie. It seems like, yeah, like no, for sure, for sure. I know the rare time it feels like the '90s when a movie soundtrack could really like shift units, as they say. Yeah, I was just I was just reading an article about it today. How you, you know, even Matchbox Twenty, their streams are going crazy, and like the Dua Lipa song that came out whatever and in may like i just it's just it's on it's like third wave and now it's like bigger than it was before it's it's got legs as they say it's got legs all right let's give let's give andrew's the doctor he's like if rick rubin did something we're gonna give him a call (laughs) and get into (laughs) it let's give him a call andrew are you with us how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, 
restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. All right, Andrew. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Um, Thanks for having and me. I just, I, I just want to tell the listeners that that we did have a five minute in classic style of professional musicians. We had some, we had, we had some issues. Yeah, professional engineer and uh, producer. <laughs> yeah, a real studio <laughs> route. But it's it's a, a real it's an odd <laughs> how long gone curse. You know what? I only use tape, man. I don't know what this <laughs> okay. computer stuff is all about. Yeah, you're you're like I get out, I get with the exacto knife. I'm cutting tape. I don't. This computer shit do doesn't think? work for me. Exactly. You know, I'm like over here reading Walter Murch's book on editing and just <laughs> only using analog. Do you guys? Have, do you have a landline at the studio? The blink of an eye, bro. Okay. I have that book. <laughs> Great I have that book. book, actually. Yeah. But have you read it? Yeah. Why do you have it, Jason? I have read it. I have read it. Right. Well, I mean, I'm a fan of editing and it's <laughs> it's sort of the book is about like film editing, but obviously through the lens of of human life, you know, so. But he also did all the he also did all the sound mixing, too, which was why it's so buck wild that he did all the sound <laughs> on Apocalypse Now and edited it. Oh, so he did crazy. the audio and the video. Edit. He did the sound mixing, too. Yeah, that's crazy. Pretty crazy. At yeah. first, I was going to laugh when you called it buck wild but now that you explain it all it does seem legitimately buck wild it's really <laughs> yeah, you know what i don't throw that word around lightly that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no it's funny you brought that up i was literally going through and doing a little spring cleaning and getting rid of some books and stuff like that and i, I pulled out that book i actually got recommended it by our friend jake davis oh cool oh, that yeah. makes sense i thought you were gonna say 
I thought you were going to say I'm, I was doing some spring cleaning and throwing out some phrases I never use anymore. And, but I came across <laughs> I came across Buck I Wild. I mean, I haven't heard that since 2004. That's good. I yeah. I also prefer a Buck Nasty. Sometimes, yeah. you know, not everyone can handle that. But Buck Cherry, Buck Cherry. I haven't heard Buck Wild in a in a while. In a, in a hot minute, I, it is. It is extremely descriptive, and I, I do think it, it, it does a job that maybe another word couldn't do. Andrew, I was actually in the very first music video I ever did as an extra, featured extra, was a Buck Cherry video. Do you have any history with those guys? No <laughs> way, man. <laughs> That's right. history with those guys? <laughs> What's their song? Hey, you're like a freaky bitch or whatever the yeah, song yeah, is. Yeah, it's it's, like, it, it, it has bitch in the title for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually incredible. <laughs> it's, no, it's called. It's just called Crazy Bitch. Crazy. That's so sick. But their very <laughs> so first sick. single was called Lit Up. I'm all uh -huh. lit up again. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. But the video I was in is wow. called Check Your Head. If you want to see like a uh, 17 year old me, great. It came out four months after the Beastie Boys album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. We were super inspired. I mean, these guys great. are great. These yeah. guys are great. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. The era of a band like because Buck Cherry was successful, like they were like pretty popular. If I, oh I mean, yeah, this oh, was yeah. like an MTV like era, like videos. Crazy like, bitch actually <laughs> really holds up. I kind of believe you. I need to listen to it. I mean, I feel like it's just like a, a it's got a hit chorus. How can you miss? I mean, some of the lyrics in that song, if I do recall, are quite quite rememberable. You telling me the lyrics from the song "Crazy Bitch" are crazy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, it does. I'm looking at them now, um, and it is sexually explicit, almost in a Little Wayne style. Yeah, you know, um, but which we don't usually get from a, a 2005 rock release. Um, but there is a lot of stuff about his back getting scratched during intercourse. Oh, which seems like a which which seems like a really specific detail. <laughs> no, no, my favorite. I remember now. My favorite song. My favorite line in that song is "Scream so loud." getting fucking laid <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> so it, it's wow. almost it's almost like a poetic prose Just, or a haiku it's really structure. yeah it's really like it's like the epi pen of lyrics <laughs> yes yeah it brings you back to life. <laughs> it's like wow okay andrew that's good yeah that's good <laughs> I, I yeah. Love the way you look at music man it's crazy um <laughs> what is this so you said earlier now you've listened to this podcast before is it yes now how did you come we like to a find lot of out friends of mine have been on this cast you know okay okay so it's it's a friend you see somebody you know and you want to check it out yeah Okay. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I, 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 and I, and I listen to Mac DeMarco's too because I, I like his music and I think he's what a guy, what a guy, he's a sweetheart. I think Mac DeMarco yeah. is really, is really approaching it in a different way than any other person on earth. He and sounded that, to me, very to me like, um, he sounded way more composed and like affable, like he actually hosts a podcast. Like, yes, yes. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Which is which yeah. is which is cool. I like that. It's nice to see somebody kind of pulling a little weight as a guest. Yeah. Much <laughs> much like yeah. how you are so far, I will say. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. far. We're only so far, you know, <laughs> 10, 15 in, but still. 
Edmonton I'm starting needs to feel that. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Edmonton oh, does need that. They do need it. They need Edmonton all the help they can get. It. They really do. Yeah. Are you? Did you ever live in LA, or have you lived in New York? I know you. You were born in New York. I lived in LA for seven years, and then during the pandemic, uh, oh, this actually will dovetail nicely into my next segment um, <laughs> that I had planned as being, great, you know, great, great. After having listened to, okay, great. After I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to live up to Max part podcast. Um, I no, uh, <laughs> I lived in LA for seven years during the pandemic. My long term partner and I split up as a lot of partners. Yeah, it was either it, it was either those. it was either marriage or I'll never see you again. That was the vibe. You, it, yeah, you either had kids or yeah, was, yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. Cut them out of your life entirely. Who amongst us didn't have an ultimatum in there during their <laughs> exactly, COVID relationship, exactly. right? And so I, I it took me like six months walking around that house kind of haunted by that experience mm -hmm. and the whole COVID thing. And I had COVID in that house Oof. and I just kind of looked around one day and I was like, you know what? It, I, it's not that I don't like LA. It's just, I definitely needed a change. And it was kind of like, why did it take so long for me to remember that I should just change venues? And that'll probably help me feel somewhat better, you know, about life. Yeah. So I came to New York and it really did work and i got lucky and i got i got a little you know house on this this street that almost looks like it's in england or something it's like a muse street like near washington square park oh i know exactly i know exactly what you're talking about it, that, yeah that's very that's very uh desired real estate in Manhattan. it's coveted it's coveted real estate yeah it's really coveted real estate but i but so i somehow lucked out into like a covid deal for that and then I'm still there. I'm still here. I'm actually talking to you from there now. But um, and then I was in London a lot doing Liam Gallagher's record and then kind of reset that mm -hmm. in that way, kind of reset. And then since then, I just nothing's really pulled me back to L.A., especially then another project popped up that which I think I heard you guys talking about when I logged on which was the barbie thing and greta and noah are in new york so mm -hmm. you know helping them with that so. so you had to take the uber black out to Br brooklyn heights get to the brownstone <laughs> talk to those guys get stuff in order you know what <clears throat> that's the brand for sure but they don't live in brooklyn heights so i know, maybe I, know that, maybe, they don't. Yeah. I know they don't and it's fucked up yeah it's, it's almost it, it's, it feels <laughs> it feels like a lie yeah that they don't live you should there. live no more than 100 meters from saint anne's in brooklyn heights <laughs> exactly you know? yeah we're all we're all very pissed off by yeah the fact that they don't live we're there. all still really pissed off about that exactly <laughs> i'm furious they both they both represent such like a a New York archetype. I mean him especially. Yeah. I think just because of his career has been longer, so we're more familiar with it. But like no shit. that kind of like like Jewish like I, it's it's so good and like the style, everything that he's done. I I'm a big fan. Yeah. But to live to not live in in Brooklyn is it feels like a lie. But it's, you know it's just wrong. I'm it's glad. I'm wrong. glad they live in men. I'm glad you've never. Have you ever lived in Brooklyn? Uh, I have. I lived in Williamsburg in the old in the ye old days during the heyday of Williamsburg. The heyday. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like with the you were an uh, early settler. I was an early settler. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I moved out there in the late '90s, actually. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but that was the time. That was like the time when it was really like the thing. That was when it was at its absolute coolest. Man, there was nobody out there. I mean, there was like there was like a lot of my neighbors were were actually Italians that still spoke Italian and yeah and in in the house and like 
Polish families. And, and there was one restaurant out there uh, called Planet Thai, which you guys probably remember if you were ever in New York. I've heard of it. Or whatever, Pla- you know? <laughs> so good. Planet Thai. I like that you're, you're talking about Williamsburg and you're like, there was one restaurant. There was literally <laughs> yeah. one restaurant. And, and there, was, there was Planet Thai. <laughs> And then there was Bamonte's and Bamonte's, which is still there. You just didn't go into because it was a gangster spot. And they just looked at you funny mm. if you were like wearing flannel and like used shoes, which is what we all sure, were sure, wearing. Sure, sure, yeah. The used, the used footwear. They kind of, <laughs> they that was a red flag shit. for those guys. Yeah. That was a red flag. The fuck are you doing counting crows? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. What, what were you? Okay. So yeah. in that era of Williamsburg, what were you doing? Was your studio there? Was it, were you? I in- did. I had a studio in a drafty loft building that i'm not even kidding like where you had to have the space heater underneath the desk where you were working between your legs like hugging the like one of those like liquid space heaters that looks like an actual radiator of old (laughs) yes and you just you'd straddle that to stay warm enough to be able to work during the winter because there were like holes in the glass and it was like the, but the windows were like 12 feet tall and I didn't know where to get a ladder. Sure, of course. I, I of wasn't course, that resourceful. So you, you moved out to Williamsburg, you said in, you moved out in 1899 or 1999 here? <laughs> 18, 1899. Part of the appeal you know? of the studio was it did have great horse and carriage parking right out front. So I could kind of I could <laughs> kind of pull up, hop out. It was out. incredible. They would water your horse yeah, for you. <laughs> that's the best. I mean, yeah. it's a lovely pre-war building. Yeah, pre-pre-pre-war. <laughs> yeah. Pre-Civil War. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> It was pre-Crimean I mean, I think, War. Uh, first, first what were Crimean. you do? What kind of stuff were you doing at that time? Like, what were you? Modest Mouse covers. Yeah. What? Are, no, yeah. I was actually. I had a band with. Um, do you know this singer that goes by Jonas Policewoman? Yeah, of course. Of yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Of so, course. So I was in. She had a band. She's a Jonas sister. I was a Jonas sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was um, in in sync. Um, originally no okay i was i was (laughs) i sorry your joke was funnier and i tried to go that same direction and it's just like it doesn't count as comedy um (laughs) so anyway i i um i was in this band called black beetle which was which was the guys from jeff buckley's band Mm. after jeff died wow and jeff's girlfriend joan yeah formed a band and i had played with those guys wait 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 wait. i had no idea that joan dated jeff buckley i didn't i didn't realize yeah okay wow that's crazy she was in a she was in a band called the dam builders i don't know if you remember that and then no and then and then she was a good band that's like in that kind of like almost sebado kind of uh Mm. um guided by voices kind of era and Mm -hmm. she um she was with Jeff and then Jeff passed away tragically and the members of Jeff's band and Joan formed this new band called Black Beetle and I joined that band and I became the keyboard player because I had just come back from New uh, to New York from a like nine year hiatus that I took from music when I was in my 20s. Yes, this is pre-war. What um, did you, you hold know, on? What did you do? Because because you're clearly called to make music. So for those nine years, were you just what what were you doing? Were you just? Um, I was recovering from uh, from a, 
a tragic uh, misdiagnosis of schizophrenia when I was 21 years old. Whoa. And yeah, so I I had to like, I was in New York making music and I was making music with the people that would go on to be in Jeff Buckley's band. Yes. And then I got very ill and I had to go away for a very long time to kind of figure out my shit, you know? And sure, um, sure. fortunately I was able to, and it I, I, I didn't turn out to be actually schizophrenic. I was misdiagnosed schizophrenic, but it took me like seven years to work through that. And then I did Oof. two years in in college, which I'd never done the first time. <laughs> You're like, you know, it's what, crazy. If I'm, if I'm really good, I'm, I'm 84 years old, <laughs> yeah, this year, and I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I was like, damn, nothing yeah. after a schizophrenia misdiagnosis. I don't think my head goes to college personally, but yeah. I, I don't know how you. Well, no, it was it was five years of kind of really slogging it through. And then, you know, I studied classical music for two years because I was like, I did. I didn't want to go back to it's a classic schizophrenic major yeah truly classic truly. exactly um and and then i came back and and i knew those guys that there was actually the only guys i knew in music when i got back so i joined their band which was black beetle so that's what i was doing when i was li living in williamsburg was like working on their stuff and then uh it was a few years after that that i kind of like met the guys that I'm kind of still work with who do pop music and I, mean, I did Mike Snow with and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I always, yeah. I always find it very interesting when someone like you, cause Mike Snow was like a big thing. Obviously we're like the perfect age for that. You know, uh, Jason, 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 yeah, and I, we, yeah. we lived through that. A lot of Mike Snow remixes on my old laptop, brother. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Did you make a Mike Snow remix, Jason, or are you left that one alone? No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. I played okay. it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay. I didn't you just, Play the stems. You just had the stems. <laughs> yeah, give me some stems when we're done here, though. Please, thanks. We need the. We need all I the will. stems. Just all the all the Barbies. I need some Dua Lipa clean and wet vocals, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I with guys like you, I always find it so interesting get, that understanding the the origin and like where it starts, and then like becoming kind of the go to guy for these like big pop songs and yeah. like. I feel like that just happens naturally. And if you got it, you got it. And there's no other way to really do it. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? You know what I mean? Like many a mystery in this old world, this crazy old world, <laughs> it could be, it's like one, one pot, one answer is, yeah, it's like, cause stuff pans out or it doesn't, you know, over yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like maybe, as I said, uh, you know, or as you said, like, I just kind of felt I always, um, knew this is what I was more or less made to do. So I, I kind of maybe go into all those situations feeling like I, I don't have to like pretend to have something to offer or something. I can just do what I do and, and people can take yeah. parts of that. And which is what ends up always happening when you're doing collaborations with big artists is it's not like I, and I don't think I, I mean, I, nothing I've ever done where I've like said, okay, I'm just going to write this whole song for you and produce it up and you're going to get on it. Mm -hmm. That's never worked for me in that way. Um, I try to, I feel like everything that I've done is that's been good. I mean, when I say worked, I mean, had an impact. So all, all the stuff I've done that has had an mm -hmm. impact has been like, I bring a piece of what I do in and I let whatever forces are taking place 
mold and shape that and turn it into like whatever it's going to be you know so no i mean i are you do you specialize are you like the synth daddy you know what i mean is there something yeah that you're the I go mean, to? to some extent yeah i mean melodies are mm-hmm. are are big are you the synth daddy is what we asked you uh, <laughs> answer the question stop <laughs> sidestepping this dude um answer the fucking question yeah. Andrew. i don't know he was on but he was really evasive about the synth daddy thing mm-hmm. uh, yeah we got we got john carroll kirby to to admit it that yeah i saw that he was on here mm-hmm. i saw that he was on here he's definitely a synth daddy oh yeah um yes I, yes and i and i i guess i am too although i'm not i wouldn't hire me to play live at the Super Bowl. I would hire John Carroll Kirby. I see what you're saying. I am going to get distracted at some point and make a clam. (laughs) Um, And a clam means I'm going to hit a wrong note, you know? So I'm not at that level. I've never heard that term before. This is some good inside stuff for me when I'm talking to my music friends because I I like to sound educated. So a a clam is a a mishit on a keyboard or piano? Yeah, and it's it's a funny way of... of, I like it. And then when when somebody hits a clam, all the other musicians on stage will look over at the clam clam layer with a a bit of a scowl. Exactly. Andrew, the you're scowl. the kind the guy, of guy who's going to... He, he who shucked the clam. Who has shucketh on yeah. my stage? But then <laughs> he but you, the, you're playing... Who shucked this clam? You're, you're, you're playing your keyboards or your synths or your pianos in the studio all the time. Yeah. You'll hit a clam note. You say, no problem. I'll just drag that MIDI note back and post, right? Yes. Or you just... Or, or, or yeah. I mean, that's the, the computers are definitely good at that. Or, or you just get four or five takes that's kind of more what i like to yeah do. just from the top back to back to one yep take it from yeah, the andrew top fucked guys. it up again bring it back bring it back he's he's having a bad day let's just punch in he doesn't know the difference between an a minor and a b flat major <laughs> yeah it turns out the whole thing's a, a charade yeah it's but it's <laughs> but i did you know but i do um get it done eventually it's just i think there's other people who are like way smoother on the first go but I am, and it, but yeah, in the, yeah. but in a certain way, I, I do know a lot about synthesizers. Sure, because it's that's something that yeah. you just like. But you're saying synthesis. This melody <laughs> thing is also something that that we're we're coming to you for. Yeah, I think so. Okay, people are. Yeah, yeah. or yeah, or just a starting point too. You know, like uh, just something that that you hear it and in five seconds you know you could build a song around it i see yeah. well that's that's what's always fascinating to me about these i mean obviously some of these people you work with you've had relationships for a long time but there was always a first point you know where you go into the studio with someone who in in oftentimes is is very very famous yeah um which which comes with a lot of baggage of of kind of yeah uh, often often some maybe not imposter syndrome, but there's a lot of self-doubt, I think, no matter how big you are. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you have to be a little bit of a counselor as well as a musician. Is that, Honestly, is that fair? Honestly, it's part of the... It's, it's Every job, I guess, is part psychiatrist, right? Mm. Totally. My UPS driver gets an earful every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think especially that is you know uh, you're you're dealing with in many cases a very forceful psychology that has a lot of energy and chutzpah let's say right so mm-hmm. so yeah you mm-hmm. have to figure out how to just keep 
keep it moving. You have to figure out how to get Liam Gallagher to do something that you want him to do. <laughs> yeah, which sounds yeah, impossible. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, and it's and it's it's all it's almost more. You know when you have enough in common aesthetically or in terms of your mm. in terms of what you like philosophically that you can actually mm -hmm. bind your philosophies together and create something together you know mm. i mean and that's always what i try to do so with liam it's very much he knows exactly what he likes you know he doesn't have any um you know it's it's he makes no bones about it exactly and and he's you know and i and i know the references and i and i know what he loves and so you've heard of the beatles that's good because when you get in there with liam it's, it's important <laughs> to kind of know the beatles stuff it's important to have known <laughs> yeah, about important. the beatles yeah but but beyond that also just kind of like where they are coming from in their scene in manchester like yeah and the north i know about the laws and you know, I know about factory records and all yeah. the stuff that was like popping when they started yeah. up. And I think that's also very important to know what they would have been listening to when they came up as well, you know? And I think that stuff does bond you, but there are many ways in too, you yeah, know? Yeah. Some artists, some artists you might not have that much in common with in terms of like your backgrounds, but you mathematically line up. So like, you're, I, you you have the same appreciation of math in a sense as it exists inside of music. Yeah. So oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But with someone, yeah, I mean, with someone like Liam or even someone, I mean, Liam comes to mind obviously because we're huge fans, but also I feel like he's had such a long career. Yeah. And it's like been a pretty clear vision the whole time like they've never really deviated from kind exactly. of the, the bones exactly is that but is that like more challenging for you or is that easier because there's a blueprint do you understand what i'm saying yeah someone's, of course. So yeah. Set in, someone's so set in their ways you know yeah but i think what you want to do is is make something that obviously acknowledges the fact that it's this year not that you're sure. you know either either you go 100%. And I, I've tried to make records like this with Liam and with other legacy yeah. people who are just legends, you know. And I've tried to make records that sound exactly like they were made in their heyday. They never go for it. Yeah. Because every artist wants to like justify being able to put out records now. And it's sort of like when I hear some artists, I'm like, I kind of want them to sound like like it would be cool if Paul McCartney recorded an album on a four track tape machine mm -hmm. and used all the same techniques that they made with the Beatles. But I don't think he's interested in doing that because mm -hmm. he, he did that. And you kind of, yeah. yeah, you got you always forget that. It's like, yeah, these guys, yeah, exactly. It. You know what? Well, why <laughs> yeah, yeah. for him? It's like, why would I do that? I did that. Not only did I do it, but I did it as good as you can possibly yeah. do it like i'm the master <laughs> so, i'm the master literally the world I'm the guy that master they, yeah yeah so i'm the guy that defined that shit you know so no that's i i yeah that that makes sense i think that like but it is like modernizing someone that that it has such a defined kind of style um is yeah. is, is that seems very challenging it's a challenge because yeah sometimes it's they they yeah because they they sometimes won't want to step that far out of the box you know so you can do there's yeah. there's certain yeah. things you're like oh it'd be nice if we tried that or tried this 
and they just aren't going to go for it because it's just a little too far from what they're comfortable well, with. That's the that's the other th- that's the other thing. Just watching, you know, just like being around music for most of my life and like you know watching a lot of documentaries and blah blah blah. You 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 know, it's like the the studio is meant to be for experimentation to an extent. You know what I mean? And I think, but there's still, no matter how closed it is, no matter how many people are in the room, I'm sure there's still a fear associated with stepping outside of the box, no matter what Andrew's telling you to do. It's like, that's why, like, when we think, of, what do we think about, like, late career artists that are, like, created classic albums? Mm-hmm. We think about, we think about the Johnny Cash record, right, sure. that Rick did, which is, like, mm. But that was, in a sense, really genius and, you know, obviously acknowledged as being genius because it was like, what is a way to, like, make this modern, mm. but in a way that a 67 or 8-year-old guy is going to feel comfortable with? Just take everything away except the acoustic guitar yeah, and then do some do some songs that come from that tradition but, but are um, modern songs, like the Bonnie Prince Billy songs and stuff mm. like that. So... It's it's it, that's a kind of like taking shit back to or like you know the big the biggest moment Paul McCartney's had in his late career is the four or five seconds right which is if you think it's just acoustic oh, guitar Andrew and Andrew vocals, you're, right? now you're really talking my language that song is so <laughs> fucking good and so deeply yeah. underrated and yeah, it's- like the I don't even I'm not even like a nerd like I don't understand this shit but the, the who 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 carries that song Rihanna's yeah, vocal like Rihanna's vocal crack being left in and the whole thing it's just it's perfect and I don't it, it seemed to get yeah. just completely kind of like yeah. well also you know when when somebody when when a predominant like when someone like Rihanna is paired with an acoustic guitar people are like why is this country what the fuck is this and they don't they don't like listen to it. It's like it's just a guitar. This doesn't yeah, totally. to me to wasn't that that song right. felt like a song right. for like an old navy commercial. I don't that's why I don't think it, it was ever treated like a well, real it's, it's artistic because the, it's creation. Because the, the video looked like the video looked like a gap ad because they were all wearing it was like black and white and they were wearing like yeah. denim. Well, you know? I mean, to be fair, how, how it's it's hard to that's when you get those situations where it's just like the yeah okay everybody's super famous but beyond that what yeah, do they yeah, have no, really totally, in common totally, yeah you know yeah. it's like yeah we got each of these guys for five minutes so let's just get this video done Kinda, yeah you guys put on these jean jackets let's run this yeah. shit. we're famous and we're rich yeah, yeah like we ain't got too yeah. much time for you but that's a that's a good example though you're right that song is like i think a lot of people I, i've talked to people about it a lot over the years and most people talk about it the way i do and like love it but it it just commercially with those three names, mm-hmm. you know, you would expect. It's amazing. You'd expect, it's amazing that you've talked about that song a lot, over dude. The oh, years. I know, I really have. No, Chris, he really has. You know, because I just sometimes something like that just hits yeah, me, and I'm like, yeah, how is this yeah. not bigger? Like, how on earth, right. Do people not well, hear what I hear? It's pretty big. Yeah, but it's pretty big. But <laughs> I, I, it's like the biggest. Poem <laughs> like, song, it's pretty but, big. I don't know if you look at Spotify numbers, bro, but it's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. I don't know. I mean, I think it is like. Uh, it's close to a billion streams, so it's a, it's a proper big. But boy. I think yes, I, I think technically it is, but culturally it wasn't. That's, that's you know how many difference. songs, right, right. you know how totally. many chain smoker songs have two, three billion plays. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it does. We yeah, I mean, suck it, Paul McCartney, whoever the hell you are. Yeah, what's Paul McCartney really done? <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's like no, you're right though. The the modernizing thing is tough, and I, I imagine it. I imagine it to be also uh, just being able to do both. I guess because how often nowadays are you going in with like somebody brand new 
you know, not like, really, like not much. Brand, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not. I mean, it's true. And like a lot of people that I've been working with for that feel, unfortunately, to for me, new to me, I've been working with for like ten years, like Dua Lipa or whatever, you know, or eight years. Sure, sure. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to yeah. me, it's she's a newfangled artist. But I mean, I've never been more. I think in the last five years, I've never been more kind of um, topsy turvy than I am now with with like you know the way music's consumed and and finding out about you know i don't know it's just, it's 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 a totally new world yeah of course no no yeah Top, it is topsy-turvy is a good paul mccartney-esque phrase yeah, I, I really yes, wanted yes, you to yes, say it in yeah. a paul mccartney you, you topsy-turvy yeah <laughs> speaking of dua the 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 dua song on the barbie soundtrack i was listening to it yesterday in the car just zipping around the valley you know how i do yeah and <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed the title of the song. Were you on your way to like a CBD store? Like, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, he probably was. You cranked it up. You're on your way to a dispensary. I was not going to. Yeah. I was getting some some activated charcoal soft serve, actually. <laughs> Something much less glamorous. I was taking our, our rugs in to be professionally cleaned. Okay. <laughs> Hold for applause. Um, but the song, the song that... <laughs> the, the Dua Lipa song for Barbie is called Dance the Night. Yes. Yeah. And I want to know, I need an explanation on that title because it there's so many, there's a billion songs called Dance the Night, maybe Away. Yeah. But Dance the Night, is it kind of like a, hey, don't call it the Facebook, just call it Facebook. It's cleaner though. Is it, was it a, that kind of thing or is there no story behind the title whatsoever? Honestly, it is, was Dua. I mean, because once that was the lyric for the chorus, there was a little bit, honestly, I'm not going to, you know, I was like, wow, there's probably a lot of dance the night away. And she's just like immediately <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. immediately said, well, it's just dance the night. And I was like, oh, it's actually got a <laughs> ring to it. And I've never heard it before. Yeah, you that's, know? Damn, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, that's she wasn't thinking. Proving, proving why she makes the big bucks. Yeah, yeah I right. would I would never say no to Dua. But <laughs> something of, I, I have like, um, I don't know. I, ha, I have, It's not a pet peeve, but it's like a lyrical tick when and I always I always wonder I, I'm not disturbed or upset by it, but I wonder like dance the night doesn't necessarily grammatically make sense you know i, I know there's an albanian uh, translation going on and all that but you know it it doesn't really make sense i mean it doesn't but it doesn't doesn't really need to make sense does it doesn't four need or five to make seconds sense, make sense? no it does no it's nothing it I doesn't mean, make sense but when four you're or five seconds <laughs> doesn't really make sense unless you know what's in the context of that sentence the song there's so many you know what is the but when writing lyrics specifically yeah is it like is is it is you know i feel like with with a lot of the stuff especially with like popular popular music it's about how it feels versus grammatical correctness even storytelling to an extent it feel it it needs to like feel is is what i would guess yeah but like yeah i don't know if you know you're not worried about rhyming all the time is what i'm saying no and i think it's like it's like a hammer strike right into the archetypal part of the brain with a hit song so it's like it opens up something that um that that is red that registers for lots of people right so that's we're talking about monster mm -hmm. songs right so it's 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 yeah. like a hammer strike right to the archetypal part of the human mm. a machete on the coconut yeah exactly <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it is. It's like it's like yeah. when, you, when you really think about you know the best of all time or even the current best. It's like oh, that's it's like it's it's almost. I feel like the melody is almost more relatable than the lyrics in some ways. If if that yeah if, if, as yeah. a trigger point as a trigger point yeah and the, always and I think that because the lyrics are baby you're making me crazy yeah and sure. I'm feeling hazy yeah exactly that is it's interesting that Jason's mentioning that that because that is the lyric to every hit song yeah yeah they're all it's all kind of the same it yeah. has to be in there it has to be in there no. money honey baby crazy lazy wazy hazy it's all there yeah those are the 11 that you can use lock it like the way you walk yeah. i also wait hold hold i also that's, like no, the way on, that you come talk on. that's crazy that's crazy if a baby can understand it it's gonna be a hit but that's i'm deeply interested in hits and i get in fights about it all the time because i think that we've moved yeah. into this era of like vibes music and it's something we talk about a lot and I, I feel like it has to do i think like streaming has something to do with it i think about you know i think that like the way people consume music obviously has changed and it becomes background more than like an event yeah but like i just i don't mm -hmm. it's it's funny what breaks through because i think people almost don't want stuff to break through if that makes sense like they want to listen mm -hmm. to something that's mm -hmm. a little bit smooth brain and just kind of on and pleasing versus something that makes them like perk up and listen um yeah there's a lot of uh, angles to that one i think right so i think you got like one segment of the world that is interested in that and which is like you want to put something on that feels good and is like um just a vibe and just, something that makes me feel sexy yeah exactly, exactly. and just makes <laughs> and uh and just it's it's like something you can like kind of play with like a like almost like a like whatever those things called that you spin between your fingers you fidget know the, spinner? The, a fidget, fidget spinner, spinner. A fidget spinner it's like it's just <laughs> like that feeling of like having a little thing to snack on or something rather than like yeah. invest in the journey that something's taking you on a little something to munch on ice spice style something to munch on exactly and it's mm -hmm. like got it and then there's things obviously that like this other whole huge emergence has been like what translates well into like a seven second eventful something that pairs with movement nicely or pairs with a reaction nicely for TikTok, and then mm -hmm. and then but there is still and i think there's like if you go look at what's popular now you see there's a huge number of songs back in the top 20 or whatever that are that have to do with jur a journey that you're taking, you know, in a kind of more traditional way. Like if you look at the Billy song mm -hmm. that is now in the top 10 or whatever, that is a more kind of traditional journey of a song, you know? So there's still a place for that. I think it's just like with everything that we're dealing with, especially as guys, maybe I'm a little older than you, but like in my age group where we're just like, ah, it's not the way it used to be. And it's like, well, <laughs> It is still the way it used to be, but mm. it's also a lot of new ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. So, and that's yeah. kind of where we are now, I think, just as a culture, is that the thing that you are so married to being the only way that there was to do things or the mm -hmm. way is like, fortunately for you, it's still an option for you. It's, it's just, still an option, but you're angry because it's now not the easiest option anymore. <laughs> yeah, not the only yeah. option. Uh, not the only option. Or it's not the only option. It's a, It's like the, the the way to live is is 
maybe less clear than it's been before because you have the option to go in so many different directions at once. I don't it's know. Goddamn young have people. You had, have you had one of these yeah. TikTok experiences where like a Mike Snow song all of a sudden goes fucking triple platinum? No, I'm like waiting for this shit to happen. She's like, You're nope, the fuck? what's that like? <laughs> yeah. Not a one. Yeah. I've heard this. I mean, I've heard this from... Not like personal friends, but I've heard some secondhand stories of bands that were like, well, I guess we have to tour because we're leaving money on the table. And our, our song from 2009 just went platinum right. like because of a TikTok thing. And it's like, that's amazing. I feel like it's happening on like every level. No, it you is. Know? Like, I feel like it's to every kind of artist. Yeah. I mean, I think it is going to happen maybe at some point. I don't The thing is, like, doesn't seem to be a time limit on it either. Like, there's that's, a, yeah, yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, there's a new CeeLo Green hit that's from 2003 right really? now yeah and that's that's tiktok yep what's and it's a song that we did not really know it's a song that it's not goody mob either i think it's like his first solo album and it came out but like, like before he blew up as a solo artist so like in between exactly yeah before between Narls barkley good to goody mob yeah right before okay. Narls barkley i think he did a solo album and there's a song that timbaland produced and now it's massive on TikTok, and now it's a massive Weird. song again. Yeah, good for CeeLo's little ass. It feels like, yeah, little guy. It feels like it's a. Um, but he did do a very cringy version of the dance that everyone else was oh, doing no, to it. Oh no! And oh, he no. did his own version, and it's not what we want to be watching. It was not, it's not giving. What we want to be he didn't need to participate. But I do think that's. I think that's how mm -hmm. a different a different generation discovers music of of yesteryear. You know, and it's it's that's. That's fine. That's better than not discovering uh, it. I know. <laughs> I also another personal bone to pick. Another personal bone to pick with you. Um, yeah. Or more of just a, a direct question. So I'm. Well, not more just a direct insult. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm, I'm just kidding. Jo I'm a I'm a Joanne apologist. Oh, okay. I love I love Joanne, and I think that if the song that you worked on from the movie had come out before Joanne. Joanne would have been a, a massive, massive hit. You agree massive. with me on that? You agree with me on that? A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it's like it, it like it was just stripping it back to like almost a country music arrangement, you know. And I think that's the reason why it didn't do well. Not wasn't because the songs weren't good. It was because you know people didn't they the the parade of of like his hysteria that surrounded her wasn't really able to hang itself on that type of music it's kind of like yeah. people categorized it in almost in the same way as the stuff she did with tony bennett so it's like mm. it's like it didn't it, it's not but it you know obviously look it it's it's none of this shit any any kind of like detour you want to ever take as an artist it's never if, if you really wanted to do it and you didn't hold back it's never going to hurt your career long term it's like one day i honestly believe and i told miley this when i started working with her people will look back on dead pets with admiration because she was at the peak <laughs> of fame and she just went and did something so batshit crazy <laughs> you can't help but respect it you yeah. know um the Be the beatles did the same shit back in the day too right yeah you no know, I mean. yeah but they had, their track record was a little bit more like i think they always had like i think they always had one iron in the fire of being commercially effective yeah. whereas i think 
with like dead pets. Miley was just like, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. And that was the one that she did with flame, flaming lips. That's the one she did with. Yeah. Wayne coin. Yeah. With Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fucked up ass time. Wasn't it? But it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I also think there's a, I think when someone can really flat out sing like Miley Cyrus, it's almost oh, yeah. to me, it's like, do whatever you want. Cause it doesn't, it's yeah. like, you just have it. You're like yeah. touched by God. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, it's like D'Angelo could read my passport stamps and it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah. I mean, Malibu is a classic. Chris Brown with any type of dance. You know what I mean? He's going to do a great job. <laughs> yeah, at yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We went to the 50 cent show last night, Andrew, oh, which, wow. which I would honestly, it was amazing. Highly recommend it. Think of you, that guy. Like he's really done. He did it. Like people kind of think of him as like over or whatever, but like, look at what he did like and he's never had that phase of like allegations and like he seems to be a guy who's like mm-hmm. kept his ship running really tightly yeah. after getting that keep keeps to himself keeps to himself yeah i think he got i think he got i think he got really yep. rich from vitamin water and all he wants to do is sit in his house in new jersey and like make fun of jaw rule <laughs> you know and everybody's everybody's just kind of yeah. cool with that you know what i mean it's like a it's a nice legacy to kind of ease yeah. into i think you got um, it boss yeah the john yeah it's like how 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 bad can that be you yeah. know john, the john the jaw rule disparagement business <laughs> yeah. yeah well i mean you know he, he famously he famously bought he famously bought all the tickets for a Jaw Rule show so that the front would be empty, <laughs> which is just the coolest uh, thing, uh, like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Incredible! I didn't know the original uh, Latte Larry in so many ways, right? Exactly. It really a spi- is a spite. It's a spite store. A, a spite purchase. It's a, a spite store. It's a spite store. Yeah. It really is. Really. And good. also, um, at the Fifty Cent show last night, Andrew, there was a, a moment where I, TMZ reported where he too threw his microphone at somebody in the crowd like like a cardi b and there's been a lot of of stories about fans throwing things at people on stage vice versa what do you uh, we have alleged or i have alleged that it's some sort of psyop to uh create the rise of of vr concerts (laughs) where they you no longer have to leave your home to watch somebody play yeah he's really in the near future of course we really have to fight stand up for these art these like super rich artists you know yeah we do if 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 over the course of one month you know like 12 different superstar performers get things you know bottles and electronics and cell phones thrown at them on stage you start wondering if all we get done in this podcast if all this podcast accomplishes is a little bit more awareness of people getting like superstars being hit with like empty Mm -hmm. bottles of water I think that we've done a good job here today. No, there was there somebody got got a got a iPhone whipped at the head. She had to cancel the show. Baby Rexa, BB, BB, uh, her blood's on your BB hands Rexa. now. Yeah, Andrew. BB Rexa, okay. BB Rexa. She had to go get stitches because somebody uh, okay. that's blew an cool. iPhone. It was it could have been an, an iPhone Max. You that you think that's funny? <laughs> yeah, no, <I'm> funny. <laughs> it's not funny. All right, I'm taking it back. Do you <laughs> do you think? Are, are have, have you ever had anything thrown at you when you're on stage? Do sure. you see any psyop conspiracy things whirling around? Um, no, but I think that thing with the iPhone is terrible because it sounds like somebody was really trying to hurt her. You know, I've had. Well, you've heard her music. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna leave that one right where it lies. As a pro- as a professional, you should not comment on that. That was mostly mostly yeah, for Chris yeah, to yeah, chuckle yeah. at. 
That was for me. Uh, no. But you've <laughs> you've just been hit with water and beer and the regular shit. Yeah, and like whatever, like light glow sticks. You know, I, I it's not. I no one's oh. actually tried to hurt me. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Just in the heat of the ma- uh, of the passion, we're we're listening to animals, fake blood remix right now. We're jumping up and down. You're gonna get hit. No one's <laughs> like, I fucking hit you, and, and I want you to exactly get glow sticked in the head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but. I, I have had stitches from a from a stage maneuver before, which but it was like I tried to take the guitar off fast to swing it around, and it was like still stuck to me. And it actually, the, the neck of it came back and hit me above the eye. So I'm, there's a video of it actually Damn. on YouTube. But but um, I, I don't know. I also think though the to be fair, you know, probably all this kind of shit went on in other eras and we just didn't hear it. And it wasn't the mm. amplification of these little That's incidents. That's definitely true. No, that's not definitely true. as much, you know, like I'm sure somebody threw a full bottle of glass bottle of beer at Eddie Kendricks in like 1974. We don't definitely. remember it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like uh there's incidents like that happen if you think about the volume of stuff that's happening that's a good point and also back then you get hit in the head on stage and knocks your in-ear out you keep on singing like because you're a pro exactly cry babies stop the show ray charles didn't stop the show (laughs) honestly he's like who threw that honestly who threw that i have no idea yeah Uh, i i've had my dick grabbed at a show damn let's go up at the front of the stage and some Someone just actually reached up and grabbed the package, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> you just chalked it up. Big to, Ed and the, the Twins game back then, you know. Chalk it up to the game. <laughs> this is what it is, bro. Being a rocker is being a rocker. You know what I mean? People are gonna grab. Yeah. People sometimes, are gonna grab. Yeah. sometimes somebody sexually assaults you and they're not <laughs> hot, and that's something that you have to get, be able to work through. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you got to finish the set. You got to finish the set, bro. This is a job. At the end of the but day, but people don't. I mean, people are don't finish the set. <laughs> nowadays they look at getting hit as a free ticket out they're like all right yeah. the tickets are here contractually i'm still gonna get paid if somebody you know if i get a couple stitches in the head i can start crying next thing you know i'm, I'm at home in bed watching netflix you know fuck it i'm watching netflix and i'm filling out my insurance claim on that show exactly <laughs> yeah we're heavy i got we're kaiser heavily. on the horn it's like the thing where where landlords used to make more more money arsoning their own buildings, yes. so people are just going to plant people to throw shit at them in the audience now. Oh, you talking about a little Italian lightning? Because they can make more money canceling the show. Yeah, definitely. Than they can make doing the show. The insurance policies are big now. So, are you going to with this new with this new solo record? Are you going to hit the road, or are you kind of dreading that? Um, I'm not dreading it. I don't want to do it in a way that makes me unhappy, though. Sure. You know, we got to keep Andrew happy. So private jet, sure. private jets. Sure. So do we. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going mayor style. You're going mayor style, no. Van Nuys to every venue. Rather than like the, you know, super carbon unfriendly ways of getting around, I think what I'll probably just do is play less. Or fewer shows for more money, Smart. and have them be more uh, elaborate. You know, if I do them, so you're, you'll do like three shows in New York. It'll be a thing. Three in London. Three, whatever that kind of vibe. The Harry Styles vibe. Yeah, yeah, and maybe do. And the ticket price will be very high, so you don't lose money. No, it'll be very low. I can guarantee you, it'll be very low. okay. It's gonna be very low. That's good to look at that. You're fan friendly. We love you, man. You're doing we'll, it for the fans. And Lady Gaga yeah. will do yeah. some of the dates, just not all of them. Or how you plan to <laughs> yeah, make that yeah. all, all right. shake out? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, well, Chris, Chris mentioned it earlier in the show that we are both, you know, Oasis heads, Liam Gallagher heads specifically. 
Liam, definitely a goal of goal guest of ours to come come on the show one day. Man, I'll put in a good word, dude. I mean, he's a good buddy, okay. and like he has yes. some great stories, of course. And I know he's done podcasts before a bunch, and he likes the sound of his own voice, so it's not outside <laughs> the realm of possibilities too much. But you know, not he's a big fish. Yeah, but he's it's not it's not no. I mean, I think it's he's actually in L.A. right now. So okay, well, all right, well, no, are you I'm, fucking joking? I'm gonna go. <laughs> Fucking joking. I'm going to go <laughs> hang out at the Beverly Hills Hotel this afternoon and just see if anything turns up. So I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Or Bel Air. Bel Air is nicer. I Liam, drop Bel-Air a pin well. if you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Drop a pin. We'll go to horses. He's a great guy to talk to and he's a lovely human being. Yes. So, I mean, I can actually send, yeah, send him this because you, you yeah. know, I, I feel like, right. are you a certified, are you good in London now because you've spent so much time there with him and he's such <laughs> have a you, Have you been character. knighted by the queen? Yeah. Can you walk in anywhere? You know? No, I have absolutely zero face recognition in, in yeah. my head. I have zero, nothing. Really? Which you probably like sometimes. Um, that's a nice thing, but but also in general, as going through life, it's a good thing. But um, I think if I ever wanted to become a British citizen or something, that would help me greatly. Like that, he could he could call, he could put in the he could sign the letter of intent. You know what I mean? He could help you out. Yeah, or just like people will be like, "Come on, mate," you know? Yeah, like, sure, sure. yeah, come on, come on, mate, come on, mate, come on, mate. That gets you citizenship. <laughs> me if Liam Gallagher says, say. "Come on, mate," it gets you citizenship. That's putting putting Liam right. down as your reference on the on the application is pretty sick. They're like, That's "Are you taking good. the piss?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, this is." Liam Gallagher ever this heard of my him? man exactly. you can you can check my all music refs it's all there guys yes. it's all there yes. um well when you come back it's on the wiki when you come back to LA how does it make you feel um once the CBD kicks in of course I don't, that's a very interesting question I don't you know what I've been I've spent I have a I still have a, a house there and I I okay I go back to that house I changed it a lot since since I lived there with sure. my ex so I don't it doesn't quite haunt me in the way, but uh, along those lines, I'm actually putting a song out tonight. And mm. the the cover of the song is I sent. Okay. So Julius Shulman took a, who's a, like a mid-century modern guy. Yeah, of course. He, he, all right. So he took a picture of my house um, in the fifties Yeah, and I somehow got a hold of it because a friend of mine, my, my, my friend's wife works at the Getty museum and they somehow had all these julie shulman pictures lying around and i sent a picture of my house to a friend of mine and they sent it back this is years ago they immediately sent it back to me with a picture of vincent price dancing with a skeleton in my living room overlaid and i was thinking about artwork for this wreck for this song that's coming out and it actually jumped into my mind and i was like this is perfect because it's like me dancing with a, a skeleton in that house which is and the song's a breakup yeah in, sure infused know. the skeleton is of course <laughs> the corpse of your relationship the symbolisms all uh, yeah we we, 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 see where, we see where this is going you see where i'm going with this all right now do you, you know? last lastly as we're landing the plane yeah, it, it it must be interesting because whenever you whenever you do go through a breakup, you often clamp on to an album and listen to it over and over again as your sort of commiseration yeah. breakup album kind of thing. Yeah. Did you have a, an album that you listened to before you were like, oh wait a minute, I'll just make an album? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it was 
probably Pacific Ocean Blue by Dennis Wilson because that's just always a good thing for a dude to cry to. Yeah, no, that's a classic, classic yeah. dude to cry to. Anthem. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. When men were men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. men really knew how to handle their um, liver issues. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't tweet through the pain. They did it like a man. You know, it was different. Exactly. It was different. Exactly. I don't make a whole show of my death, okay? <laughs> um, all right, Andrew, thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. Um, and yeah, we were, we were both yeah. longtime fans, so it was fun to talk. When is the album When is the album out? Um, album's probably coming out around Christmas. Great. And what's it called? It's called Someday It Won't Feel Like Dying. Okay, great. And it's great. A, it is a, it's, just some it's light just, stuff. Just some light just stuff some light from Andrew stuff. Wyatt. Just some light That's stuff right. from Andrew Wyatt. Um, all right. And I'll. Uh, all right, guys. I'll, we'll see you in New York. And man. the single comes out, you said tonight. There's a song called, yeah, a song called Maybe You Know Me Now, which comes out tonight, which is. Perfect. Which is, uh, hope, uh, hope you enjoy. Thank you. Good to hear from you, bro. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Pleasure. Later. Let's hang out next time. All right, man. See you in the valley. Bye. <laughs>